Is it an epic or epic failure? The Big Review. Movies, games, and TV in focus. Oh, 95. You guys should know by now, we're going to be talking about The Witcher. We were getting into the mood of The Witcher with Toss a Coin to A Witcher. Yes. The iconic song from the first season. But we're going to be talking about the second season of the long-awaited high fantasy show. Two well, years. Two years. And I know how a couple of days ago you're like, yeah, last year. I'm like, no, Michaela, it was two years ago. It wasn't last year. And I, I should, certainly don't have a, a good concept of time. These I days. don't blame you. I mean, 2021, 2020 was having kind of chaotic. It's like a two-in-one. <laughs> it, was, it was very much a two-in-one. Hopefully, you know, brighter skies, greener grass in the upcoming year that is 2022. But let's focus on this season of The Witcher, where we kind of pick up the story of Geralt and Ciri now that they have been united. And it basically follows the story after the big, great battle of Sodden. And what is happening? here especially as Geralt is trying to you know understand Siri her powers and also train her for for an unknown threat especially since she is a princess and she is also a person with great and mysterious power and a lot of people are probably out looking for her to capture her so just we're gonna give you a heads up just a bit of minor very minor spoilers nothing too big do not worry and it's gonna be starting in five four three, three two, two one. one care Morin, i love that arc a lot great setup honestly i loved it so much especially with um cohen and lambert kind of being you know serious dads i love that concept very much you know how there's a found family found father found mother found sister found uncles that trope is chef's kiss and i want to see more of it even though they were bullies but they kind of they loved her deep deep inside especially if you watch the animated film the prequel with the story of vesemir and coming finally to the ruins of Kaer Morin, uh it's it's just a really great uh sort of like pacing if you get into it uh the introduction of more witchers is always it's always something that's very heartwarming. Mm -hmm. uh, we get to see how they're like when they're resting in the winter, taking it easy. Uh, but, you know, always you got Geralt of Rivia, the sort of the star of the show. And uh, what I really like is that this season, there was a lot of focus on Geralt now becoming a father figure to mm -hmm. Ciri, uh, training her, advising her, you know, just uh, just sort of letting her know that the world is cruel and you got to you got to fight those fears and, yeah. you know, learn to survive. And I really like that that mm -hmm. whole sort of like subplot uh, throughout the series. And what I love as well is the fact that it didn't put in that very annoying um, another trope where if somebody is basically is supposed to be a father or a mother figure in somebody's life, they kind of have take them through this awkward phase where here there was absolutely no awkward phase just basically emphasizing that Geralt and Ciri are literally connected by destiny that when they do get together it's like they're literally father and daughter and it just came way too smoothly and I love it I love that aspect and also love the fact that we see Ciri's character and I also enjoyed the fact that she was not shown as you know somebody who is she is scared and terrified in the but first season she was like this. Yes, because she was very confused. And again, through the first season, we didn't really get much of her character except those brief moments before the fall of Sintra when you're like, 
you see that she's quite tomboyish or she's very active and you know she's very fierce but you see that fierceness just amplified and uplifted throughout this season you see that she's actually very very stubborn and problematic but not in it's in a very different way as in she's still a child but she also has big ambitions and she's going through a whole existential crisis and i loved every bit of it to be honest she's more fierce she's trying to fight against the fear she wants to be stronger and there's like all these touching moments where she really looks up to Geralt she's like I want to be like you because you know you see a man like him who shows no emotion in any any moment of danger and it, it mm -hmm. really inspires her uh, and I love the whole subplot between them and the parallel with Vizimir being also the father figure to all the other witchers yeah. and while this whole subplot uh, unfolds we also get to see the uh, politics that is the political intrigue that's taking place throughout the continent as uh, uh, Redania, the Northern Kingdoms, start to realize the threat of the growing threat of Nilfgaard. Yes. Um, but that's where some issues arise from this because if you've not brushed up with some of the lore or from the past season, some details or expositions kind of fly over your head, and it's some. <laughs> some. It's like which king and which kingdom and and, and which group of you know special interest uh, lobbyists are are at play here. Mm -hmm. But it seems that well, besides dealing with Nilfgaard, they also are targeting uh, they're targeting Siri herself. Yes. Why they want her and how do they know about her special uh, special you know past or powers mm -hmm. is still something that even in the series is only brushed very very. Very small like it's mm -hmm. just like tell me more why are these people going out of their way exactly and I feel like that is one of the main negative criticisms I think we both share about the season because even though people called season one confusing it was absolutely not it was comparatively quite, yeah it was just you needed to understand that there were several timelines happening and when you figure that out you're good to go and they resolved it this time around it's just a straightforward everything yeah. is moving along in the same timeline exactly but now you're trying to understand the politics the various names the characters the name drops as well here and there the introduction of a new character every Every 10 minutes and you're trying to keep up with every single person it's a little bit too much but what's not too much is this review of the witcher the second season we're going to continue with it right after the short break so stay tuned and stay locked to pulse 95 95. We are reviewing the second season of The Witcher with very minor spoilers, so don't worry. We're not going to ruin the entire thing. There are still major subplots that we're not going to be dealing with. Mostly going to be talking or brushing over the various relationships and the various plots that are happening throughout the season. Now, we all loved the the relationship between Geralt and Ciri, we loved the, you know, the expansion of the continent, learning more about it. But at the same time, they left us begging for more information because we were so lost. Basically, since episode three-ish, I was like, are they not going to explain something to me? Why do they keep introducing more characters when I barely caught up with the ones you just introduced to us? And to add, yes, I know that those some of these characters did appear all the way in season one. But at the same time, we're trying to understand the politics, and especially the ones between the mages, between within Nilfgaard and also now with the elves and also what's happening within the world of the witchers and just between Ciri and Geralt and Yennefer and 
Yaskir, and you're like, I'm just trying to catch up, just to slow down a little bit as we jump from one person to another. Yeah. And at some point, it becomes a little bit too much. Uh, like I said, the, the main subplot with Geralt and, uh, and Siri, I absolutely love it. It shines in every uh, every moment in the, in the series. But don't but you the think moving other moving parts, the subplots with yeah. with Nifgar and the Northern Kingdoms, the uh, the mage the the mage, uh, the mage institute. Yeah. That that also kind of feels if because like what is their motivation now? Uh, are they are they going to perhaps work with Nilfgaard or are they going to support the Northern Kingdoms? Mm -hmm. And then you have all these little subplots in play where they're trying to capture Siri, some secret groups here and there, assassins and, and spies and what whatnot. But who are they affiliated to? Then there is the introduction of the monolith and how they impact the, the conjuring of uh, spheres. One thing I really liked is that there was an introduction of new monsters that were even uh, to the witchers unbeknownst. And I yes. love this new threat mm -hmm. that the witchers have to face now. Mm -hmm. And there's also the, the whole subplot of can we can is there any way we can continue the generation of a new generation of witchers? Yes, and also to add to it, it's the whole also who is an ally and who is an enemy and are they an ally to Geralt and Ciri or the an ally kind of like halfway there? Do they actually trust each other, etc.? And sometimes that gets a little bit too much. And I wanted to go back to the whole thing with Geralt and Ciri, where even just trying to understand Ciri's power, I know they're confused, but we are as confused, especially since they're talking from a sense of knowledge about the various things, the various um, aspects and elements of magic and whatnot within the world of the Witcher. So we can presume that even though they're confused, they do have a basic understanding of what's happening. So they're just trying to piece those together. Meanwhile, us as the audience, we don't have that information. So we're like, what are you even talking about? When they were talking about the conjunction and the spheres and the monoliths, I'm like, I don't even remember the monolith from season one. And they had to basically remind us of it. So they needed to take into consideration that one, there was a two year gap between the first season and the second season. And two, this is a high fantasy setting. It has a lot of world building and we're not the ones who created it. We need to catch up and follow on with you guys. So if they're not explaining that, it becomes an issue. But another like a positive thing for me is I love how, just like how Geralt found his, um, his fatherhood basically. Same thing with Tisteya, she is, you know, she's more of a motherly figure and I love that in her where she's basically more in touch with her soft side. She already was, but she was a little bit more rigid in the first season. So I like her here and I hope it doesn't mean that, you know, this is the last time we see her because she's incredibly cool and whatnot. But yeah, I'm interested, but I'm incredibly lost. And that is one of the reasons why I'm going to be docking some points in this season. And also, I remembered my problem from season one, and it is the contact lenses. They're terrible. I'm sorry. They're terrible. They're too much. They're a little bit too much. I mean, I love Henry I think they, Cavill. I think they serve their purpose substantially. Not, not Geralt. Not Geralt. He just looked like he was glaring at everybody the entire time. And there was no movement. And it was just a little bit off-putting. The others it was like a hit or miss, kind of. Especially for the example with Yennefer, who had purple eyes. So it's a little bit more subdued. But the contacts... 
terrible contact. What are you doing, Netflix? I'm still. I'm. I'm actually. One thing I will praise is that this time around they've changed up the Nilfgaardian armor. It doesn't look too. Doesn't look cheap, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, but in, in terms of the series, there's a lot of brief moment of excellence. Uh, but then it's bogged down by very weak subplots and unstable antagonists. I don't know who are the real threats for in in the story. Maybe that is part of the. Maybe that's an integral part of it, just to show the how big of a threat. You know her existence. Like biggest is. example is Fringilla and Kahir. I I don't know what how how are they going to how they're going to be a threat. You know, like are, are now they're focused with the Elven kingdoms and and rotten. You know, trying to you know build up an Ilfgard. Uh, I don't know. It's just for, for I don't know what they're gonna what their purpose. Uh, I is get you. I in get the upcoming you. series. I I like the fact that there are so many threats because it just emphasizes that, like I was saying, that. You know, Siri has it coming for her for every side and angle. Literally everybody's coming for her. Literally everybody wants something from her. So I like that. And I love the fact that there's they themselves are like, how do we get her, etc. The many threats is not the problem. It's sometimes, how do they, like you said, how do they know that's where Siri is? I understand there's magic in the continent, but it does, does not mean that anything is being explained. And also, just like you said, sometimes even the foes themselves who are friends who is foe again i understand it and i enjoy it to an extent but sometimes there is confusion which is why i would give the season a seven out of ten to be honest i'm somewhere between seven and eight but i think i'll lean back to the seven because because of the contact lenses because oh i think overall when it comes to just Geralt and siri it's an absolute blast i think they are the best part of the show having more monster slaying more magic involved is also mm. a, a plus the world building is getting a little bit more intricate but in doing so we can get a bit lost with some of the exposition and the moving parts of the story yeah but i think at the same time it, it is a build-up for something hopefully greater mm. and with the prequel series coming in we might be able to understand a little bit more of uh the mystery behind the world of the witcher so yes a seven out of ten, but I think it's a great it's a great you know sort of uh, addition to the first season if you want to keep watching, and I definitely think you should watch. It's one of the better stuff that Netflix uh, puts out, and uh, it was definitely worth the two years worth uh, of waiting. And mm -hmm. at the same time, you always know I feel like every Witcher season has to have an yes. absolute banger, and Yaskier has brought it back again. He definitely did. Here is uh, Burn Butch Butcher Burn from the man himself, Yaskier. If you liked this episode of Afternoon Karak, drop a like and subscribe. Pulse95. Be sure to follow us on Instagram for all our daily updates and top stories.